0: The No Quarter Given podcast is brought to you by BuckPower.com, Titan Home Lending, TicketSmarter.com, and our Florida realtor, Drew Felios. Enjoy the podcast. Ahoy,
1: Buck fans! Are you looking for a different kind of podcast that centers on the yellow-bellied opponents? Well, you've come to the right place. Get ready
0: for an enjoyable, in-depth look back at the important moments, historical
1: facts, and games for the Buccaneers against this week's opposition. It's the No Quarter Given podcast on the buckpower.com podcast network. Now, let's get started with your co-hosts, Jason Powers and Peter Blake.
0: Well, 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 Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And I know the Bucks gave a lot of people a awesome Christmas Eve present as they d- dismantle the Jacksonville Jaguars on Christmas Eve at Raymond James Stadium by the score of thirty to twelve. The game wasn't even that close, to be honest with you. So hopefully uh, everybody had a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, Festivus, whatever holiday season you like to f- to celebrate with your family. I know the Bucks gave again the Bucks gave a lot of us a very Happy uh, Christmas Eve present under the tree as they go to 8-7, and uh, sole possession of first place in the NFC South, and an opportunity to clinch a division title this Sunday, Raymond James Stadium. Welcome into the No Quarter Given Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Peter Blake. How you doing, Peter?
1: Doing great, man. I got exactly what I wanted for Christmas. I got the Bucs to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in dominating fashion, which, by the way, I missed it by a little bit. It was 30 to 21. That was my prediction. It ended up being 30 to 12. So I was definitely happy. And you'll be happy also to know that in the press box, uh, I got a chance to eat my four plates for the day.
0: Did they give you any kind of hot? Were there any Christmas cookies? Any of that kind of good stuff in the press
1: box? There was. They actually gave everybody, uh, every media member there in the press box, uh, some chocolate pretzels and some pretzels in general and some Reese's Pieces. I was right. kind of disappointed by the chocolate pretzels because they really weren't chocolate chocolate pretzels. They were like, I don't know. It was it's just, it, it, They weren't chocolatey enough. But, like, I need any more sugar than that, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you, don't, you Yeah, you, you already got enough uh, sugar, and you're already wired up enough. But, uh, you yeah. <laughs> know. Exactly. I should have got out up there earlier, but I actually –
1: before that, I did a, uh, a pregame at the uh, What the Buck uh, tailgate. And can you believe that I didn't even get a chance to go in there and eat? I just set up and talked to, like, 10 fans. And then by the time, you know, the, the clock struck, you know, 3, 3.50, I was like, okay, I got to go. I got to get in the press box. Now, I didn't get a chance to eat. There was so much, like, you know, flavors and, and just – ribs there smelled good i was like all right i'll just make up for it when i get in the press box and i did
0: well the bucks celebrate Christmas again with a 30 to 12 win over the jaguars a a very mo- the most impressive all-around performance of the year by both sides of the ball the kicking game just a dominant effort uh the game was never in doubt once the game got to 10 nothing it was it was over, and you could tell very quickly in that game that the Bucs were playing on all cylinders, both offensively and as impressively on the defensive side of the ball, shutting down Trevor Lawrence. Ultimately, Trevor Lawrence did not finish his football game; he ended up exiting the game with a right shoulder uh, injury, which leaves his uh, his uh, playing ability in doubt this week. But let's let's talk let's talk Bucks because this is what this is all about. This is where we need to be. Um, also remember, folks, no montage this week because we've already played the Saints. So if you want to listen to Paul Stewart's montage, go back to week three of our No Quarter Given podcast, or you can go to Buck Power TV on YouTube and you can find the uh, the montage with Paul and the New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, Peter Blake, give me just a general thought of the game. You were in the building. Just what did you think uh, of the dominant effort there by the Buccaneers?
1: Well, not only I think the tone was set by the defensive play because he calls for four turnovers for the whole day, two interceptions by Lawrence, of course, and there were questions if he was even going to play in the game. Uh, But also he calls two fumbles. And then furthermore, I think the defensive effort, the defensive captain, Devin White, came to play. It seemed like, you know, there was some fire uh, lit under him after, you know, maybe benching him. You know, some come to Jesus uh, meeting there from Todd Bowles and the organization. He played like uh, we, we've been expecting him to play. And Baker Mayfield continues to, to play some really good football, be accurate, make some you know crisp throws, make some great decisions, not turning over the ball. You know, I felt like, again, this was probably their best game they played all year long, and it was because of uh, offense, defense, and special teams coming together once again.
0: Well, let's talk a little Devin White. Obviously, there was a lot of speculation during the week. Was K.J. Britt going to continue to start? He played well in in, in filling in for Devin. Was Devin fully healthy? We never really knew the the, the scope of that. Give Devin White credit. He played really well. He started the game, and from all indications – from what I saw on TV, it looks like he played most of the snaps in that game. It wasn't a rotational situation. I think Devin played. He had the big first quarter interception uh, that he looked really good on. He forced he had another, he was involved in a sack fumble later in the game. So give Devin White credit. He could he didn't pout. He went out there and he performed. We need him to do it more consistently. And week after week, I we get it, but give Devin White credit. He came out and he performed really well.
1: Yeah. And it started with the turnover there. You get that big interception and then basically you give your offense a short field and give them, you know, some momentum to take away. And that's exactly what you, you expect out of a middle linebacker. And you haven't seen a lot of that when it comes to coverage and then, you know, and, and plays in general, and then you get back to what makes white so dangerous. It's not the coverage skills. It's not necessarily the tackling. It's the fact that you use him on the blitz. You use his athleticism uh, and he's able to get there and cause you know uh, turnover and cause some havoc, and, and it was encouraging to see. And hopefully, you can continue to see that because you know a Devin White that's doing that is a lot better than what you saw for the majority of the year.
0: All right, let's go to some, over some stats of the game. Um, May- Baker Mayfield throw for two two eighty three and two touchdowns, an impressive ten for nineteen on third down, which is just as impressive. Um, you had. The other star of the game offensively was Mike Evans. Seven catches, 86 yards, two scores. Mike Evans is now the active leader in the NFL in career touchdowns with 94. past Devontae Adams, and he's also leading the league this year in touchdown receptions with 13.
1: Yeah, let's get the golden jacket ready for that man because he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt he's playing at a top level. You know, 30 years old, still playing at top level. And for me, after this game and, and the whole season he's had and the season isn't even over yet, you're going to have to find a way to sign this guy and you're going to have yep. to sign him because you don't want him to go to another team. And then furthermore, you know, Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, third down this year has been his money down. And that's the big time key for this Bucks offense. When they need a third down conversion, he's able to scramble. He's able to make tr- critical throws there. You look at the touchdown pass to Mike Evans. That's tremendous. You know, putting in that little window. There's only one person that's going to be able to catch that ball, and that's Mike Evans. That, that, that's great. And then, you know, doing his best Mike Alstott impression, putting his shoulder pad. I know that Todd Bowles and that coaching staff doesn't want him to do that. That's the kind of moxie that he's showing. That's the kind of grit and effort. You know, gritty, not pretty. Somebody said that on my show. I think that's what Baker Mayfield in this. This offense has been lately gritty, not necessarily pretty, but it's it's pretty to see uh, Baker Mayfield complete all those passes when it comes to third down.
0: Mayfield with about thirty five hundred yards on the season, twenty six touchdowns, eight picks, which is very good. Uh, the other uh, some other couple stats from the game, game? huh? Uh, MVP
1: because I was talking easy, to Sal. Easy, you know,
0: easy big fella, you know, listen, easy listen. big fella. Uh,
1: I was I was on the JP Peterson show today, and I was talking to Sal Palantonio. Who's you know been in the business for a long time, and I said, look, if Lamar Jackson is being compared at, or being you know uh, touted as being an MVP of the league, you look at Jackson's numbers: 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I get it. Baltimore is the top team in the league with you know throttling the 49ers. You look at Baker's numbers: 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, nearly the same passing yards, and then furthermore, he's in a new offense. He's following Tom Brady. And even Sal Powell said that there should be a conversation about Baker Mayfield being in the MVP conversation.
0: Here's what I would say. Comeback player of the year for sure conversation. Sure. No doubt with what he went through last year and his kind of the the journey he took last year going from team to team to team. He's definitely a comeback player of the year conversation. Probably him and Probably Demar Hamlin. You have, you have to say it, even though he hadn't played. Demar hasn't played much just from what he came back from. He probably will get that award just for playing. But right. Baker Mayfield will probably be number two on that list. To be honest with you, I can't go. I can't go as as good a year as Baker's had. he's 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 had three or four other games that have been not very good. And I'm not a ton of picks. I get it, but the completion percentage and the efficiency of the offense. But he's had a good year. Not going to say he's not. He ain't nowhere near the top of the MVP list. He might be in the bottom 10 of an MVP list if you if you made a list from 1 to 10. He's probably maybe 9 or 10 at best, but to me he's not he's not a top 5 MVP candidate. Well,
1: he's better than Patrick Mahomes this year.
0: I'm not going to say dispute that. I'm not no, I agree. He's playing he's playing really well. I wanted to keep playing well.
1: Right. And if he continues to play the way he's played and the Bucks, you know, run the table and they win this division and they go ten and seven, which by the way, I said ten and seven at the beginning of the year. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I think you definitely have to uh, you definitely have to consider it and what he's meant to this team overall. I get it. They have Evans, they have Godwin, but if you don't have a quarterback uh, that's steering that ship, and it, they've had their struggles, I get that. And there's a lot of fans out there that yep. still hate Baker Mayfield.
0: I don't think people hate him. I don't think there's hate for Baker. Oh,
1: there's hate. There's Well, no they they hate. well here's
0: what they want. Here's what I think the objective fan wants to see if you're being objective. And I know he's had a great 3 weeks. We want to see him do be able to do this for 5 or 6 weeks.
1: Okay.
0: That's all. I, that that's my only beef with Baker. I want to see him be able to consistent and they're doing it. I'll give him he's 3 weeks into a, a great stretch. Can he keep doing it when the when the stakes really get up there? Cuz This Sunday is going to be a great one. We're going to get to the preview in a little bit. When the pressure's really, really on, money game, and this is a win the division and you get a home game situation, I want to see Baker keep doing it.
1: Well, you know, to that point, you had a money game against Carolina. You got to win that. That's a must win game. I I get it's Carolina, but you still got to win it. At Atlanta, you have a must win situation because you could be out of it. Yeah. I think that's where the offense turned that last couple, the last couple drives, especially. But he didn't play great
0: in the Atlanta game, if we're being fair. He had a great drive at the end, right? But he didn't play. But he didn't play great in the game.
1: That's the point, though. He was able to find a way to win the team. So I got you. I got you. Green Bay. He comes out, has a perfect game there, and then you have uh, you know Jacksonville following it up. So again, I understand the point. It's just that there is so much of an idea that this quarterback class right now. I think a lot of people assume that this team was going to be a three to five win team, maybe at the most six that you could get a quarterback and now it's like, well, you can't get a quarterback. So let's go with Kyle Trask. Well, you're in the playoff chase here. So there's no way you're going back to Kyle Trask. No. I don't think you're going to be able to draft a quarterback. And then furthermore,
0: well, I like we, but, but, but you also have to admit you and I were, were, you and I had the conversation. If Mike, if he doesn't complete that ball to Mike Evans in the Carolina game,
1: That next
0: next day could have been a completely different swing in this franchise's history.
1: Maybe you're exactly right. Cause I was looking at rock Riley and I said, you know, maybe it's time for Kyle Trask. A lot of people
0: were saying that a lot of people were saying that. Right. But it turned around. Somehow you turn around
1: with the big play and, and I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, Oh my God, you look at the numbers. And it's like, you compare him to top quarterbacks in the league. And he's right up there. And I think maybe the fan base has been so spoiled by Tom Brady, you know, maybe the last year, maybe not, but the two years prior, they're so spoiled by that that you're like, wait a minute, you're missing out on a possibly really good season. And again, I, I know the offense, but. You come to expect that this team was going to struggle to a certain degree, right? I mean, we kind of said that. And that was the disappointing thing that the defense Well, they didn't they thinking- didn't have to
0: struggle. They we thought they might because of it being new, but right. they didn't have to. They did because of a variety of reasons, but they did struggle.
1: Looking at the overall history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, have they ever been able to develop a young quarterback that they drafted?
0: Yeah, I, I, the, the evidence is not there. I agree. I agree. So
1: you, so you go with the veteran. So and, and-
0: two years, fifty million—that's what you give I, I him.
1: Think-
0: I, I like Baker when he's hungry, when nope. he's playing with some desperation and with without a whole lot of security. That's the Baker that I think can play the best with the swagger and the and the chip on his shoulder. I don't want you can't give Baker four years and and one hundred and thirty million dollars. Sorry. No, can't do I, it I, I go with a 20 20 to 25
1: million dollar contract at the most 30 and two you know, years you go you go from there and you, you see what happens but I, I think it also comes down to not only the money issue but also he's going to be very comfortable he's very comfortable <laughs> with tampa bay yes they've allowed him to be who he wants to be uh, and they've also put him in an offensive system that, that seems like it agrees with him and i agree if you have, if you have that stability which is what he hasn't had. That's been disappointing. I think that's the unfair thing when looking at Baker Mayfield. Well, he's gone from you know Cleveland to Carolina to here to there. You know that's the problem. And 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 I get I got into an argument with my co-host tonight. And and he's like, well, he's going to want Daniel Jones money, or he's not going to stay here. He'll go somewhere else. Why? If you're Baker Mayfield, why would you go somewhere else that you feel comfortable with? Well, it can't be about no. It has to be about that because sure. the of his career depends on it. And if he it doesn't make any sense for him to take, you know, big-time money, though. I mean, I guess from the money financial standpoint, but to learn a new system all over again, that doesn't make right.
0: any sense. To I agree. I agree. All right, a couple of other stats from the game. The Bucks defense, four sacks, two interceptions, two fumble recoveries, time of possession in the game, 37 to 22 in minutes. And we also got to give a little love to the special teams. Chase McLaughlin, three through another three-for-three three performance, 51-yard field goal, long of 51 McLaughlin's 26 of 28 on the year having a tremendous year would be def- will definitely be the pro bowl alternate I think behind Aubrey from Dallas who hasn't missed a kick all year so a great another again a great find there by Jason Light in that in that personnel department um but again, Bucks defense played really inspired. Again, Yaya Diaby with a big day. Uh, the, the, he had a, he had the, tri- the, the, the triple header, sack, forced fumble, and forced recovery. Um, he had two sacks on the day. He had Levante David, uh, just a good, very good performance. You lose Carlton Davis early in that game to a concussion. I, the moment the play happened, you you could see the replay. You knew he had a concussion. He got his, got his head head jarred on, on a tackle. Uh, we'll, we don't know what his status is, obviously, for the uh, New Orleans game. But again, uh, D- Jamel Dean was back, Vita Veya back, Devin White back. You're getting healthy on defense. And to me, that's the part of this team that if I'm feeling good about the offense. If the defense can stay healthy and continue to play better and better like they are, that's where I think the Buccaneers can make a move in the come playoff time.
1: And I'm so impressed with the young guys and, and a Yaya Diaby and, of course, a Kalaja Kansi. And not just for this year, but for the next couple yep. of years, because those are your building blocks and they're already playing well in the limited amount of time, especially Yaya Diaby. They're, they're talking about him on NFL Network being defensive you know, player of the year. You know who could also be defensive player of the year? Kalaja Kansi.
0: I mean rookie defensive rookie of the year. Yes, defensive rookie
1: of the year. I was actually thinking about Antoine Winfield Jr., who could be defensive player of the year. I mean that's the kind of notoriety that this Bucks defense is getting. So yeah, rookie defensive player of the year for Yaga Diaby or Klayja Kansi, and of course defensive player of the year and an Antoine Winfield Jr. So it's, uh, it's speaking of years.
0: Antoine Winfield Jr., I'm going to give I'm going to give a stat that I saw by our guy Luke Easterling from Athlon Sports, who covers the Bucks. Here, how about how about this how about this resume for defensive player of the year for uh, for, for Antoine Winfield this year? One hundred and ten tackles, twelve pass breakups, five sacks, five forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries as a free safety,
1: and a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what is he not done. What has he not done at this point to gain it and? Somebody was saying Kyle Hamilton Kyle Hamilton of the – And he's got
0: three picks, I believe, too. Three picks, too, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, there's – again, that's the guy who I would say is definitely in the top five of Defensive Player of the Year candidacy. I mean, he may get a little overshadowed because we're in Tampa. We're only eight and seven. But if you really look at the numbers – and, again, Luke Eastley did a great job breaking this down. His stats, his all-around stats – are tremendous and definitely worthy of consideration. Absolutely. All right. Give me one and give me a last glaring comment from this game. I mean, just your thought. I mean, this game was twenty-seven to nothing at one point. Um, you know, they got a couple garbage touchdowns late in the game. Who, who, uh, who cares? Doesn't matter. This is the kind of performance that that can propel you again. Four-game winning streak. You got two more games. This is the kind of overall team performance. And if you saw the Buccaneer locker room post game with Todd Bowles, he—you could tell he knows they're coming. And again, Todd Bowles, give him all the credit here. He—he he is an all—you know—I won't say guaranteed to save his job, but very highly likely that unless something catastrophic happens these last two weeks, Todd Bowles will be back as head coach next year.
1: Completely agree with that. And, uh, you know, the, with the Bucks and their backs against the wall, they've definitely performed up to snuff. I mean, who would have thought, you know, a team that was four and seven just a month and a half ago would be at this point at eight and seven, getting ready to win the NFC South. But that was the expectation coming into the year that you would win the NFC South. Um, I think Chris Godwin, you know, being another focal point of this offense, you know, six catches, 78 yards, had a hundred yards versus the Saints. And the first uh, game where the Bucks won twenty six to nine, uh, you know, pretty handily. I think that has been the big time key. Also, with Godwin more involved in this offense, it's opened up those things and opened up, you know, more plays in that offensive playbook for Mike Evans and of course Rashad White.
0: And and just just sporadic contributions around the roster. Payne Durham, a very nice over the shoulder catch. You know, he doesn't he doesn't play a ton, but he's got good hands. He's if you if you watched him at Purdue, he's a ball catcher and he's made a couple of really nice catches the last three or four weeks on these little wheel routes. But again, it made nice, very nice over the shoulder catch almost scored Sunday. You're getting contributions from Chase Edmonds doing some sporadic work in in the backfield. Again, Rashad White's And let's give this offensive line credit much maligned early in the year. We weren't sure. Hainsy get a key. Uh, you know, Stinney got inserted there. This offensive line is coming together, especially in the past blocking, giving Baker lots of time to throw the ball and just gradually getting better in the run game.
1: Yeah, I think 127 yards by White uh, to, uh, you know, get to that 1,000 rushing mark. So, that's and I think cool.
0: Chris Godwin's like 108 yards away from 1,000 with two games to go. So I'd be curious to know when the last time the Bucks had two receivers and a running back all a 1,000 yards, you know where you can go find that? Yep, at buckpower.com.
1: Every player, every stat, everything you want if you're a Bucks fan.
0: Buck Power's the place to go, guys. Any stat you're looking for, and we'll maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm sure Paul Stewart will be listening to this. Maybe he'll send us a nugget of when the last time two receivers and a running back. It might have been in the Brady. Area. I can't remember. Did Fournette did Fournette ever get over a thousand yards with with Brady?
1: I don't believe so.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I do not believe he had a thousand. Maybe he did. I don't. I don't remember him having a thousand yards. So yeah, go to buckpower.com though. They can. They, they, he can. Pu- you can research that information yeah. all right bucks bucks moved to eight and seven again 30 to 12 win over the jacksonville jaguars we're going to take a quick break we're going to and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with our preview of the new orleans saints a division title on the line raymond james stadium we'll be back in just a minute now a word from titan home lending are you in the market for a new home are you looking to get into a a single family residence condo townhouse duplex whatever it is if you need financing help to get pre-approved what you need to do reach out to titan home lending and jason powers we'll get you approved in less than 24 hours we'll get you qualified figure out what you can afford And we will get you in a position to be able to make that offer. So reach out to me, Jason Powers, Titan Home Lending. We can help you with an FHA loan, a VA loan if you're a veteran, a conventional loan, a bank statement loan. We can help you with an investment property, a second home. Whatever their financing needs are, reach out to me, Titan Home Lending and Jason Powers, 205-790-1404. If you have any buying or selling real estate needs in the Tampa Bay area or anywhere in Central Florida, reach out to Drew Felios, 813-382-9934. Drew can help you on the buying side or the selling side for any real estate, commercial, or residential property. Drew is my guy. Anywhere here in the state of Florida, especially in Central Florida and the Tampa Bay area, reach out to Drew Felios, 813-382-9934 for all of your real estate buying and selling needs. As we roll into 2024, sporting events are wrapping up in both the National Football League, college football, but we still have concerts. We have the NBA, the NHL, playoff football. You can even go to the National Championship college football game in Houston. TicketSmarter.com is your place to go to purchase your tickets on the secondary market. Again, you want to go to Houston for the uh, college football playoff championship, NFL playoff games all over the country, NBA, NHL, concerts. Theater, performances, whatever it is, TicketSmarter.com. Check out the TicketSmarter mobile app or their online uh, website. You can get a use my promo code POWERS10 to get $10 off a purchase of 100 or POWERS20. And you can get a discount of $20 off a purchase of $300. Again, anywhere you want to go all around the country, uh, sporting events, theater, performances, concerts, whatever it is. TicketSmarter.com is your place to go on the secondary market. You can use my code as many times as you want. Enjoy the playoff action as we head into 2024. All right, back on the No Quarter Given Podcast. I'm Jason, along with Peter. Hope everybody had a happy, happy Christmas with your, hopefully you got to spend some time with family. No Scrooges, I hope. No Scrooges in the, in the Peter Blake household, I hope, right?
1: No, not at all. I barely I, I saw my sister. I barely saw family because I was working so much, and then you know they were with the other family there. So it was kind of quiet. Yeah, I kind of needed that. after all the talking, all the shows, I just sat on my ass and watched football a day. And I, and I
0: have to apologize, Peter. I saw TJ Saturday, TJ and I, and a buddy of ours, Vince Farrar was in town. We all had breakfast Saturday morning before the Bucs game on Sunday oh. and I forgot your gift. I walked out of my house with your gift that I was going to give to TJ for him to give to you at the Bucks game on Sunday. Um, so I apologize. I still have your gift that Paul Stewart gave me to give to you from the visit. Um, we will get that to you as we approach, whether it's this last home game, maybe the playoff before the playoff game, promise you your gifts coming. Uh, Peter Blake, what is, has what is Peter Blake got in store? We got, obviously, the Bucks game on Sunday, and I know you're going to be running the streets of Tampa come New Year's Eve, baby. What's Peter Blake's New Year's Eve look like? <laughs> well, the new, the new
1: Year's Eve looks like we're going to be covering, covering the Reliant Quest Bowl on Friday for the coaches' press conference. Okay. Uh, and then uh, New Year's Eve, uh, it's going to be – I'm not going to be doing much because I have to get up the next day and cover the Reliant Quest Bowl. I have to actually be up early for that. I got to do, you know, a couple stand ups for the guys there of Amped Up Sports with Leo Haggerty and, of course, Ray Kennedy of the Sports Web. And then I'll be there that, too,
0: baby. I'll be there. Me and you need to meet in the press box. I'm sure it's a 12 o'clock kick, so there'll be some lunch there for you about 11 o'clock. Yeah, make sure you roll in with the. Uh, Roll in, make sure you comb your hair, brush your teeth.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to be out the night before. I've I've watched the ball go down, and I'll probably go to bed. And then after that, I actually have to go out to the patio with the J.P. Peterson show because uh, the games are on that day from 3 to 5. So it will be a busy day. I'll probably uh, cancel the sports web that night because I'll be just uh, completely tired, but uh, not much of anything. College
0: football playoffs start at 5 o'clock on Monday with the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you're gonna have a full night of uh i may stop by I might, I might stop by the patio post game
1: should you should absolutely do that and we'll see how it goes with lsu of course wisconsin you know kind of a little bit damp.
0: a blase game, not a very you know. We'll see how it goes. You're right. Back
1: to see Jaden Daniels, but it'll be fun. It's always fun, you know, a fun experience at Raymond James Stadium, especially for a bowl game in January. So you
0: gotta love it. And give all, and give, and give the credit to the to the to the personnel at Raymond James Stadium. They're gonna have to flip that stadium quick from a Sunday afternoon to an early Monday kick from the Bucks game to the bowl game with cleaning the facility and staffing it and changing the end zones and all that stuff so give kudos to the those people that are doing all that hard work uh in the concession area and all the field maintenance and all that stuff to to get the stadium ready to go both sunday and monday
1: and of course we're going to be there for the post game show so we'll 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 try to get an hour in there because they kind of try to hurry us off there by you know doing the lawn work and having that blower in the background which is too loud and thank god for headphones and stuff like that so We'll try to get as many calls. If not, you know what? I may just go a little bit later live. I don't know, but we'll we'll have a post game show in collaboration with the JP Peterson show on the field live after Bucks versus the Saints. Most likely a, a winning NFC South edition. Let's give a
0: shout out to JP Peterson. Got just got engaged. Just got engaged over the weekend. Oh, to his lady, to his lady friend. I mean, now it's going to be JP is getting ready to walk the, like the nature boy. He's going to walk that aisle. Woo! Island profile, he had her on today. She was handicapping.
1: We had her. Uh, we had, of course, JP, Scott Reynolds. And they were saying, uh, you know, you, you've got to go find a wife now, Pete. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like finding a quarterback for the Bucks. It's, uh, it's not growing on trees, my friends. Very difficult. He
0: can. Him. Peter can find him. Can he develop him? Can he develop the? Can he develop the, Can he develop the girlfriend into a fiance? It's about player development, baby. It's like, a,
1: it's like a girlfriend graveyard when it comes to my personal life. So you know, I'll be lucky to find a girlfriend, let alone a wife. So congratulations to JP. She's definitely a keeper, and uh, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for for Scott and everybody else. But
0: uh, all right, know. let's get to the New Orleans Saints. An opportunity to sweep the Saints. Clinch the division title, clinch a home playoff game, most likely against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Bucks beat New Orleans and back in week three, 26 to nine in New Orleans. Again, that was the first game that we really saw a little bit of spark on offense. Um, defense played really well against Derek Carr and company. Um, the Bucks have now scored three straight games of twenty-nine plus or, 29 plus or more point wise for the offense. Um, the Saints come in seven and eight the Falcons come in seven and eight so again it's a, t- it's a chance to put this division away um, give me a quick thought on the Saints
1: yeah I mean right now look you look at Derek Carr uh, you know last week he had 300 yards three touchdowns one interception but that offense has largely struggled uh, I like the Bucks chances in this game and I don't think their defense is that great being the Saints you're without Lattimore. I, I look for Evans to have a big game. And you're also without Mike Thomas, uh, who, who's been out <laughs> for almost every the last couple of years. Yeah. There's been no impact at all. So I like the Bucks' chances, especially with the Saints and that defense giving up, you know, Matt Stafford, 328 yards. Um, so this team can be thrown on. And, and Baker and this offense were successful in the first matchup. I expect them to be that much or more successful versus the saints
0: and remember the saints come off the loss last thursday night in los angeles they've had a little extra rest a couple of extra days to get ready for this obviously this is a a gotta have it game i think from the from the playoff prognostication i saw the bucks win one of their last two they win the division i mean obviously you don't want to rely on the last game at carolina because you never know but you want to you want to wrap it up here at home but again the Bucs are in a great spot. Even if they were to lose this game, they could potentially still win the division next week at Carolina and or get a wild-card spot in the NFC. Again, if you're the Buccaneers here, don't let Derek Carr and don't let Alvin Kamar kill you. Uh, Olave's playing well. Um, but, again, Kamara and Olave, to me, are the two guys that are, that are their bread and butter on, on offense. And defensively, block the front four. I mean, the offensive line, don't let, don't let the uh, – Cam, uh, Cam, Cam Jordan. Um, don't let Cam Jordan and company, you know, wreck the game. He's always been a buck killer kind of. You've got you've got you, know what you're doing on offense. You've got an identity. You're running the ball well. Keep doing what you're doing. Ice, you know, what I like about what the Bucs are doing lately, they're throwing the ball to their money players. Godwin Evans, Rashad White. They're leaning on their stars to be the stars and they're and they're coming through.
1: Exactly, and you talk about Alave—only four yards of receiving last matchup. So, uh, I, you know, we'll see what Carlton Davis hopefully come out of concussion protocol. If not, players are going to have to step up. But you're exactly right. And Evans went out early in the first matchup, and they still won twenty-six to nine. You know, I, I think he's due for a big game, especially with once again Lattimore looking like he's not going to play in this game.
0: And again, you're back playing on grass. I think it's the first time in five weeks the Saints have played outdoors, which means they've they the first time in about five or six weeks they played on grass. So, you know, and the Bucks have always had some success against New Orleans. Uh, you know, we we've had some clunkers, but we've also had some big, big wins against New Orleans at home late in the year. Uh, but again, it's time to wrap this division up, Peter Blake. Let's hang up another division banner. Uh, let's let's, you know, because if you win this game, guys. You have next week. You can rest anybody that's nicked up. You can rest them. You don't have to play Kyle Traskin. You don't have to play Baker Mayfield much if you don't want to. You can give Ed- Edwards and I mean Evans and Godwin and your and your money players a, a week off, basically leading into the wild card game. You can get some more of these reserves, Kyle Traskin company, some more reps. So that's why this week is important. That you got you have the opportunity if you want to next week to rest some guys. Very true. All right, Peter Blake, give me a prediction. What do you think? I'm going
1: to go 31-13 Tampa Bay over the Saints.
0: Blowout city, huh?
1: Yeah, I do. They got the confidence right now. The Saints, yeah, they need it, but I just, I don't think it. they don't match up that well. I don't. I don't think it's, and even Sal Powell said today that the Saints are very overrated. Uh, every Vegas has taken them all year long and against the spread. They're terrible against the spread. The Bucks are really good. They're actually the best team in the NFL.
0: Against the number, huh? Really? Yeah. Well, I, I cashed my ticket with Bucks over six wins. I made that play early, before the season started. I cashed that ticket.
1: I would have made a play like that because I would have won too.
0: All right, I'm going to go 28 17. 28 17. Bucks win the division. One o'clock game, Raymond James Stadium. Buck fans get there early. Tell me what was the crowd? Were there a lot of Jags in the building last week?
1: No, nah, it's a lot of Bucks fans. It, there wasn't. Uh, there were some fans that said Duval on the uh, Duval. Yeah, but there there wasn't a lot of Jags fans. There was a lot of Bucks fans there.
0: This is a game, Buck fans. We need you in the building again. Not a lot of opportunities to clinch a division at home over our history. This is a again big rival. This is a big rivalry game in our division here. We these are probably the, this is probably our biggest division rival to be honest with you. The Saints that are the Falcons. But again, the Saints, with all the history we've had with both teams winning the division so many times, remember the Bucs, this this could be the third year in a row the Bucs win the division. Um, again. Give Todd Bowles and that staff credit. He's hung in there, kept his team together, and they've gotten a little bit better each each throughout the year. They had their lull where they lost six out of seven, but what a job by this! But by, by this Buccaneer team, winning four in a row, got a chance to win six in a row to end the regular season. A most likely playoff game with with the Cowboys is what it looks like is going to happen. But you got to finish the deal. You can't be complacent, like Baker said in the post game. Keep the focus. You got to keep the the, the, metal to, uh, the pedal to the metal, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's what you got to do. And uh, you continue with that momentum, and you become the most dangerous team in the postseason.
0: They are they are sneaking up on some people. The Bucs are laying in the weeds here. Nobody's talking about them. Let me tell you something. If they play like they played Sunday, they can beat either Philadelphia or Dallas, no doubt about it, in that wild card game. Okay, Peter Blake, tell me where I can find all oh, you and your great work and all the different platforms.
1: Absolutely. The Sports Web, of course, on Facebook. Friend me at Peter H. Blake or YouTube, uh, the Sports Web. Like and subscribe. And, of course, tune into the J.P. Peterson Show uh, every day from 10 a.m. to noon. I'll be on there on Wednesdays. Of course, I will T.J. Reeves with his great stories. He'll be on there, I believe, uh, tomorrow so uh tune into all that and you'll do three things bring your passion bring your excitement just don't bring any nonsense
0: all right powers on sports podcast uh you can go you can obviously if you haven't already done so subscribe to this podcast no quarter given subscribe to the uh powers on sports podcast you go to my youtube channel you can see these all these interviews all of our back and forth banter with peter and i uh on at Jason Power Sports Channel on YouTube, all the interviews. You can find all the video interviews from all the other podcasts there as well. Again, appreciate you finding us, Buck fans. We'll be back here next week, hopefully with a division title, hopefully a fifth win in a row, and we'll bring in 2024 on a five-game winning streak and a playoff berth in hand. So for Jason, for Peter, I'm Jason. Appreciate you finding us, and we will see you next week on the No Quarter Given Podcast. join us again soon for another preview of a scallywag buccaneer foe when we come back
1: with another no quarter given podcast and make sure for the best in historical buck coverage you go to buckpower.com and as always keep listening to the buckpower.com podcast network